Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the first ever episode of Behind Enemy Lines with Elliot Miller and Alex Rocco. Thank you for joining me today, Alex. I'm glad to be here. We'll start off with the London series just happening between our rival New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox. That rivalry seems to be igniting itself again since the first time really in our lifetime. I mean, last year, Yankees losing to the Red Sox in the ALDS. I'm sorry to rub that in, but... Yeah, just a little bit. Just a, just a little <laughs> just bit. A little I bit. throw that, that little tidbit in there. But in London, the scores were extremely high, leaving me to believe uh, that the balls are juiced. Am I the only one? No, I believe the exact same thing, too. I believe the Yankees scored 30 runs that series and Boston scored that, that's, 20. That's unheard of. In I mean, two games? Literally. 50 runs in yeah, two games. that's insane. And it's I feel it's like, like football scores. It, it literally was higher than the Super Bowl. The score was higher than the Super Bowl, and that is that is not okay. No I mean, matter. both offenses are great, and both teams have had pitching problems, but not that bad. No. The Yankees no. haven't scored 19 runs in a while. Even the Baltimore Orioles do not give up that many runs in two games. And to me, it, it seemed like the whole purpose of this trip was to expand the popularity of baseball. And I think the home run, that's the excitement. And that's what they were trying to do was have it go to this foreign country and be like, wow, this is an exciting game. When really, it's not, it's not that eventful in real life. Anyways, I mean, sorry to interrupt, but having the balls juice did keep the Yankees home run streak going on for a little bit longer. Regardless of whether the balls were juiced or not, the pitching wasn't great. It wasn't there. And the bullpen issue has been uh, going on in Boston for a couple of years. I would say last year they stuck it out during the playoffs, but now they don't even have a closer, which quite frankly is embarrassing. So... Between the balls being juiced, if if we can say that, and the bullpen issues that the Red Sox have had, are you really proud of those two wins? I mean, it seems kind of given, like they were easier than the other ones, I guess. Yes and no, because the no part, everything that you're saying, Boston having a bad bullpen, and the uh, balls being juiced, it does take away from it, but it's still... You still have to be proud of it because, one, you're going to a foreign country and winning two baseball that, games. That is true, and it is against your rival. And that's the next point. Anytime you beat Boston, it's a big win. It gives the fans, and especially the players, a big morale boost. It's just going back to that rivalry, Yankees-Boston, you always want to be on top in that series. So you can say that you were proud in that aspect, but having the balls juiced and Boston's terrible bullpen did take away from it. You mentioned that rivalry in that last statement you just made. It's reigniting. I mean, I can feel it. You can feel it. It's coming back. I wasn't there in London, but you could still feel it. It was like the first time in Boston you really, or in New England, you really felt like, wow, we want to win. This is like, we are giving it our all. And I I hope the players feel like that every day and they want to bring a championship back to Boston. But it feels like this for the first time in since I, since I can remember, really. And the last time it sounds like it felt like this was in 04 when you had the hated players on both sides. You, it, I think that's the peak of the rivalry. Was, I, was, I agree was 100%. The it amount was, of players hated on both sides, countless. It was 
03 and 04, I mean, it all starts in 03 with the Aaron Boone home run, walk off in game seven. So it starts with him. And then Aaron Boone tears his ACL playing in a pickup basketball game, which leads to Alex Rodriguez, then who was minutes away from being traded to the Red Sox. And at that time, one of the best players or the best player in the league being traded to the Yankees. And that must have been a blow to Boston. A-Rod is hated, hated, hated extremely by Boston fans. With a passion, we dislike this one guy so, 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 so much. I don't even think there's anyone who comes close to that. Is there anyone like that in New York? I wouldn't say as much of a hatred as you guys have for A-Rod, but a guy who, in my opinion, comes close is Pedro Martinez. Why? The dude's an outstanding pitcher. He is the one of the best pitchers to, to play, especially during the steroid era. He was a dominant pitcher. He was a Cy Young award-winning pitcher, and he was dominant during one of the toughest times statistically in baseball because of the cheating that was going on. I don't understand how you can you can hate that and 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 not I get it. He pushed down Don Zimmer. Don Zimmer. Is that the reason? Yes and no. Just because Let me rephrase that. Is that where it started? Yes. Okay. And the whole thing with who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Is that that's because of Don Zimmer. Yeah. Is who's your daddy? And if Pedro were were to pitch today, do you think Yankee fans would still would still chant "Who's your daddy"? They did it in two thousand nine when he was on the Phillies, and he was Philly signed him to get an edge against the Yankees. It completely backfired. Okay, so let's bring up another player here, David Ortiz, a good friend of Pedro. Is he is he hated as well? He's hated out of a mutual respect. So there's Just, an element of respect yes. in the hatred. There's none of that with Pedro. No. So Pedro is 100% disliked. Yes. Totally. Yes. In New York. Yes. Because of Don Zimmer. Yes. Okay. You, he, Don Zimmer was 70-something years old, and he grabbed him by the neck I, and threw him to I the agree. ground. I agree. I get that. You just don't do that, that to a guy. I know you don't do that to the guy, and I get that. And Pedro, that, that wasn't cool. Like, not cool. I get that. But chanting, who's your daddy? I mean, Pedro brought that on himself also. For saying in the press conference, I'll just give them my heart and call them my daddy. You gave that to us. Okay. Yes, but you, it doesn't mean every time you walk off the mound, you chant, who's your daddy? Not only is that disrespectful to one of the top pitchers in baseball at the time, one of, you could argue, the top pitchers ever with the time with the era he pitched in. He doesn't have anything dirty on him. I get it. He pushed down your bench coach or whatever Don Zimmer was at yeah. the time. Not only is it offensive to Pedro Martinez to say, who's your daddy, every time to chant it, every time he comes off the mound, not only is it offensive to him as a human, not only a player, forget that he's a baseball player, as a human, that is disrespectful. Also, it's a vulgar saying. I mean, do you think that a, a mother wants her child to go to Yankee Stadium and hear them chant, who's your daddy, as a foreign black male walks off the field? 
Is that is that is that what a mother in New York wants her son to grow up and be? No. But at that time, I don't think young children should be going to Yankee and Red Sox games because you know how hated both teams are. You know how intense the rivalry is. There's going to be tension rising with, between the fans and with the players. You know how many fights have came out with A-Rod and Veritek, all the guys throwing at each other, Posada telling Pedro to drill him right in the head. It's not an atmosphere for kids. Still today? No, not today, but back in back 04. then. You think that 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 Fenway Park and Yankee Stadium, when when the visiting team, whether it was the Yankees or the Red Sox, were coming into town, it's, it, it was, was not, not that, a safe environment. No. So, it may not have been a safe environment, but you can't. You you could hear the daddy chants from the stands, from TV. So what you're saying is that. Even though you could hear the daddy chants on TV, that, that that wasn't a safe environment. We've established that. Yeah. But even though you could hear them on TV, do you think that children still should have been watching? Yes. Okay. That right there is directly correlated with when a children sees, okay, I'm watching the Yankees game. Boom. Pedro Martinez walking off the field. In the background, he hears, who's your daddy? That, if I'm a mother or a father, and my three-year-old son is a diehard Yankees fan, and he hears the entire Yankee stadium erupt and say, scream, who's your daddy, to a black foreign male who is walking off a baseball field after putting out, well sometimes not against the Yankees, an outstanding performance. You're saying that children should be able to, they should, that's, that's appropriate for them to hear. Who's your, who's your daddy? Not really appropriate, but if you're watching the game, I mean, can you really prevent that? You, yes, that's, that's what I'm saying is that you, you, kinda, there's, you have to, it's, it's sports, okay? It's Pedro Martinez. It's there's, a rivalry. It's, it's a Haitian. rivalry. Yeah. It's, it's a rivalry. I get that. But there's still a certain element of respect there. There has to be. Because eventually, if you just cross that, that line of respect, you get into other more political issues, yeah. which I don't want to get into right no, now. No. So I feel like screaming, who's your daddy, at a black foreign male who's walking off a field isn't the greatest role model for future fans. And I think that that, as a Yankee, if I was as, if I was the Yankees, the organization, I feel like I would be pretty upset. I feel like that would tarnish my logo, tarnish the brand, I guess. I think it, another factor to it was it was just the times. Like, I get it. I get what you're saying. It's not a good look, but it was just in that moment. But there's so many, that's the thing, there's so many things in 04 that you guys did, that the Yankees did. Not only in 04, in just history. Yeah. You guys have done, that's been, 
Questionable. Questionable. You know, you have A-Rod slapping the ball out of Bronson Arroyo's glove. You have who's your daddy. You have the fight with Veritek. Just it all, it just doesn't stop coming. I feel like there's always something and that you guys always just get away with... There's always something with these with two everything. teams. With everything. Right, but... Always something. But how would you feel if we... If every time Luis Severino left the field, if we chanted something, some vulgar statement such as, who's your daddy? It would piss us off. Because there's no respect there. Yes. But I feel like with the whole thing with Zimmer going back to that point, I feel like he kind of lost that respect on his on his own. Pedro lost his respect yeah. on his own. Okay. So Yankee fans were pissed off when A-Rod was hit by Ryan Dempster. Yeah. Why? Because he's a Yankee, and although— But didn't, didn't A-Rod bring that on himself? If you're saying that Pedro Martinez brought the who's your daddy— on himself by pushing Don Zimmer to the ground or throwing him to the ground, whatever you want to call it. A-Rod's done some pretty, not terrible, but some pretty questionable things to the Red Sox, slapping the ball out of the glove. That's just one of the many reasons of why Red Sox fans hate hate this player. So I guess like what I'm trying to say is, do you think that Rodriguez brought that on himself, that hatred, I guess. I do, because just of his previous actions, taking steroids, as you said, slapping the ball out of Arroyo's hand, that isn't a good look, and that shouldn't, he shouldn't be forgiven for that. But Yankee fans were pissed off, like Boston fans most likely were when Yankee fans were chanting, who's your daddy? We were pissed off because A-Rod, although he has done those questionable things, he still is a Yankee. He still puts those pinstripes on every day when he's not suspended. <laughs> yeah. He still suits up every day and runs out to third base. He just... And most fans, or not most, some fans do love Alex Rodriguez, and I am one of those fans. I grew up... He was the main reason why I watched baseball, and I'm probably getting frowned upon for saying that, but because when I grew up, 2008, I was six. That was the time, the whole steroid thing. But he was loved by Yankees and still is. Okay. What about Aaron Boone? You know, I know here in Boston, we have some very strong feelings towards him due to the 03 home run. Also, he's your manager now, and... We don't really like anyone who has anything to do with the Yankees. So what? what is the... He did tear his ACL playing pickup basketball, you said? Yes. What's the, the view on him? Do you think he's a good manager? If you asked me this question last year, I'd have a completely different answer. But this year, I think he's done a phenomenal job with working with what he's had. Just because of so much, he's faced the, a lot of adversity. The amount of injuries the Yankees have had. I mean, literally, Judge, Stanton, Severino, Sanchez, yeah. Gregorius, everybody was hurt. Earlier in the year, you, it was, you the Yankees were a triple A team. You, you, yes, and you could have made an all star lineup based off of the people on the injured list, basically. Yes. It, it, was, it was crazy. Looking at how many people were injured was insane. 
And so he has dealt with so much adversity. But do you think do you think he's a better manager than Alex Cora? I don't think we can answer that at this time because Cora has never f- really faced adversity up until this year. Because last year, 108-win team, World Series champions, didn't really have any problems. But he's facing adversity right now. Well, we have to see how he comes out with that. If Boston continues to struggle and Boone faced adversity and the Yankees thrived in it. If Boston continues to struggle, then yes, Aaron Boone is a better manager than Alex Cora. But if Boston comes back from it, it'd be a better discussion. Because they both faced diversity and they both came back from it. I agree with you. I do agree with you. I don't think you can determine that. However, I think that it's starting to turn into the direction. It's looking like Boone is becoming a better manager than Alex Cora. Here in Boston, I know it's a very popular opinion that when is when are we going to turn it around? This team has way too much talent. You literally have a World Series winning roster. Not much has changed. So when is this team going to start winning? Who knows if it's the pitching coach, if it's the managing, if it's just the players are not playing up to potential. Who knows? But you have to start wondering how much of it is Alex Cora. When are they going to start picking it up? Because, you know, only nine games out of first right now, that can instantly change very quickly. Blink of an eye, you can be in the bottom of the basement with Toronto, with Baltimore. But Aaron Boone had, it looked like at first the Yankees were going to sink straight to the bottom. That's what I thought at the beginning of the That's year. Seeing Judge, everybody go down, we're like, well, we'll just wait till they come back and then sneak in as a wild card and see where the playoff takes us. But he's done an amazing job motivating his guys to wanting to go out there, playing every day, playing really hard and getting the best out of them and making a first-place team and a team that has a great chance to make it to the World Series this year. Yeah, I, I, don't, I just don't think Core is doing that. I, I don't see it. You know, in his interviews recently, he's shown some frustration. He's shown to sort of be a more plain, frustrated. And his whole style, his whole thing coming in was, I want to develop relationships with the players, which is great. I feel like he might have taken it to a level that's too strong in a way that they feel like, oh, my, my, my boss is my best friend. I can take advantage of him, do whatever. I can see that, them getting too comfortable with him. And I feel like he's he's very young, very inexperienced. Um, yeah, it's only I, his second year. It's, it's only his second, second year, years. and I don't really think he did much last year. Honestly, I think that roster was, was too good, so talented that you could put anyone behind the bench, and and they would they would have won. They would have they would have completed everything, done gotten the damage, done what they did last year. And I don't really think it required a smart such a genius behind the bench in that sense but Aaron Boone and I originally I thought the same thing about Aaron Boone he proved he proved it wrong he proved me wrong and that's one of the reasons of why I think he's becoming a better manager than Alex Cora is because I thought that that Yankees team was just so stacked that they could coast right into the playoffs then all those guys get hurt you have your triple-a team coming up and they're performing why because they're motivated they're motivated 
to play because they want to be they want to be in those pinstripes. Aaron Boone does have that going for him, that Yankee reputation. Everyone wants to play in those pinstripes. But also, it's a place they want to be, and I think that's the most important thing and I think Boone has made it a place that people want to be. It's a great atmosphere and a great culture in the locker room, the amount of leadership this team has. CeCe Sabathia, Brett Gardner, who's frowned upon in Boston, but both of those guys, the most tenured Yankees, Gardner from 2008 and CeCe from 2009, they know what it takes to win. Both have won championships. They're really doing a great job mentoring the young kids, such as Torres and Judge, Severino. It's a great team. I'm yeah. excited to see what they do. And we talk, we talked about the differences between these two teams. You know, they have a lot of the same struggles, um, but they're also different in many ways. And the two big ones for me are one, the bullpen. You need a closer. I don't, I, I just don't understand how you can start a season without a named closer. And you know, now they're thinking about moving Nathan Avaldi over to closer, and it's just a big mess. You guys opted into, and I almost feel like you did it to screw us over, opted into signing two closers this offseason, I believe. Autumn, or Adam. Adovino. Adovino. And, and Britton. Uh, and, yep, Zach Britton. And you have Patances, who can be a closer. And Chapman. And Chapman. And Green, who could be a closer on any team. So technically you have five eighth or ninth inning guys. Red Sox have two below average ones. So that's one issue. You don't have a bullpen. So without a bullpen, you don't win, especially when <laughs> your starting pitching is going out there giving up four runs in three or two innings. The next reason is the place and the leadership. I don't see, like, Boston is such a young team, and they're not mixed with a lot of veterans, a lot of veterans that there's not really a leader. You know, I don't know how much of a leader Pedroia is. I don't know how much he's involved in the clubhouse. But that's really the only guy I can think of. And when I talk about Pedroia, you got to remember, Alex Cora played with Pedroia. So Alex Cora really doesn't have that much more experience than, than Dustin Pedroia in, in the sense that they haven't exactly been in the dugout too much longer than one another. They've been in the dugout together. Certainly, but I, I don't know if Cora is that leadership that the Red Sox need. That's the second worry I have, is that you're kind of in a clubhouse, and when things go wrong, and they are... Who's going to step up? Who's going to step up? That guy used to be David Ortiz. You can't do that. You literally can't. Ortiz is in the hospital because he just got shot. You can't even bring him in to talk to your guys. It has to come from within, and I think two guys that have to step up, one with their play as well as their leadership, is Chris Hale. He's got to. He's, he's Chris won. Hale is way too good to be pitching to a four-plus ERA it's, and a three-and-eight record, if I'm correct. And he's one of the top paid, paid pitchers in baseball. He finished third in the Cy Young last year. He's not that bad. No, he's he, he, he doesn't have a Cy Young, which is kind of shocking, but... He's a Cy Young caliber pitcher, certainly. I mean, there's no, you can't argue that. And the other player, I think, would be J.D. Martinez. I'd have to agree. You know, he's, you know, he's the big guy. He's the big He's the guy that you brought in to help cultivate this lineup, to pair him along with Mookie Betts, Devers, Bogarts. 
his play speaks for itself. I'm not questioning how good he is because he started in the All-Star game for a reason. He just has to take that leadership role. He's got to, and that's what he's – I think that's what they wanted him to do, you know, sign. They wanted to sign a veteran power hitter, someone around the age of 30 who could hit bombs, and that's what they got. But they didn't get a leader. It doesn't seem like they have that leader. No one's – like, everyone's afraid to step up, and, I mean, it doesn't seem like they have too many ego issues, luckily. Yeah. Thank God, because then it could be a mess. That would be a whole mess. That would be a whole mess. But they don't have someone to to take control and really say, guys, we need to rally up, get this thing done, and bring the ch- bring the championship back to Boston. I feel like the Yankees have a lot of those guys. They have those guys who have the experience on the field. They have the Brett Gardners. They have the CC Sabathias. They have the Aaron Boones who have been on the field and have also been behind the bench like he is now today. And I feel like the Red Sox just don't have enough experience. You're too young with not enough not enough experience on that team and in that in that clubhouse and I think that's that's where Dave Dombrowski has gone wrong and when people look at like why is this team struggling? It's that they don't have anything to play for. No one's getting them excited. Because when you don't play well, media drops, fan interest drops, and you have nothing to play for. And that leader is the person who, he's the last guy. He's the safety. He's the cowboy rodeo. He's the one who's trying to cat to herd, uh, Jack. He's the one who's trying to herd together all of the cattle and get everything in. He's the one that's trying to Get everything back to where it should be. Keep it afloat. Keep everyone in Boston happy. That was David Ortiz. That's part of why we love him so much. I don't see that on this team. Is there is there anyone like that in New York? For the Yankees, the Yankees have a lot of silent leaders. I'd say Aaron Judge. And many Yankee fans want Aaron Judge to be the next captain. I personally think he will be. I wouldn't name him captain yet. I know he's a great player. I think the next captain should be Gleyber Torres in a couple of years, just because I think of how dominant he will be. But Judge is that silent leader. He leads by example. He leads like Derek Jeter does. And the Yankees also have Brett Gardner, CeCe Sabathia, the guys who have done it before. Jay Happ has led to guys having success in the playoffs and against Boston, but he has that leadership. He's been around the league for a while, and I think it's just all coming together for the Yankees after years of not going as far as they expected, not making it to the World Series. Having The Yankees haven't been to the World Series in 10 years. That feels like an eternity for a franchise who have, who has won 27 championships. 10 years, you haven't seen that struggle in a long time because the Yankees had the dynasty from the mid-90s to the 2000s. This team needs to get back there, and I think this year they will. Uh, Certainly, as it's looking right now, I I have to agree with you. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, Boston, but I have to agree with you. Just this team, unless they turn things around... It seems like this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a mediocre team. 
All right, but that's all we'll have today. We got to wrap things up. Thank you for joining me today, Alex. I had a great time. Yep, and we'll see you next time on Behind Enemy Lines. I'm Elliot Miller, signing off.